0: Hi, of mine. I'm Meg. I'm here with Eli. Hey, Eli. Hello. How are you? Good. Happy fall. Yeah, we've missed. We missed last week. We were pretty busy with Strangerville. We had some scheduling conflicts. Good to be back in studio.
1: I and some flakiness. I think I've been kind of flaky the last couple of weeks.
0: We've well, had a lot going on. Yeah, it's not flakiness. It's being a human. Um, but I do <laughs> want to hear what you've been watching.
1: Well, an awful lot of things. Okay, so. I watched season two of Starstruck. Have you watched it?
0: I have not. And after your text, I'm not sure I will.
1: Maybe you'll like it. But so I I loved season one. Yeah. I was really excited for it to come back. And I got like two episodes in and I was like, they shouldn't have done a season two. Oh, shoot. Because it was, season one had like just a really nice story arc yeah. of this, you know, weird relationship between a celebrity and a normie. And it ended in this kind of cute way that was like, okay, like they kind of they're gonna figure it out. Season two feels like a constant fabrication of like reasons to introduce new conflict into their relationship. And it's Ur. like not satisfying at all. Yeah. Um it's funny ish because she's really funny, but yeah. like her character is becoming more and more insufferable. And so I don't know. Uh maybe check it out if you were really into season one, but I was I was really disappointed. Um, I started. Uh, Kevin can go f himself. Uh huh. Did you start it? I have not. Okay, it's so good. Okay,
0: Remember my Amazon.
1: Um, I think I'm watching it on Amazon. Okay. Yeah, I had to. I had to buy the season.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, so I'm sorry. Is it Canadian? I
1: don't know actually.
0: Okay, because it's Annie Murphy.
1: It's Annie Murphy. So yeah, so Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek played Alexis in Schitt's Creek. This is the on- only the second thing I've ever seen her do, and. It's a, a show about a woman, Annie Murphy, who is stuck in a marriage with, like, an absolute dud of a man. Just okay. total dud. Okay. Um, but it's it's shot so interestingly because what they do is they shoot half of the show as if she's in, like, a really cheesy, like, CBS sitcom with a live studio audience. Mm-hmm. And the other half is shot, like, a drama. Okay. And it, it oscillates back and forth between these two things. And it does a really interesting thing because when when she's in the sitcom kind of lighting and they're like in the every, Everybody Loves Raymond house, like that's their house that yeah. they're in. When, when they're in that, it feels like, yeah, this is what like sitcom couples look like. And yeah. this is like how they talk to each other. And this is like the burden that is like constantly placed on the wife. But it's funny and she's got a good sense of humor about it and it it's like so cheesy they they parody it so well okay. and then she'll like walk out of the room and the lighting changes to like kind of darker tones and she's like trapped in this marriage and she's unsatisfied and and basically without giving too much away she ends up deciding in the darker toned world that she needs to find a way to like s- kill her husband oh. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's it is it's so well done um, like, from the moment it starts, you're, like, all in with the characters. Like, they're really, really well-crafted. Um, Annie Murphy's incredible in it. Okay. And it's fun to see her do something completely different than Alexis Rose because I would have predicted that maybe Annie Murphy and Dan Levy like they were good in Schitt's Creek, but I, I would not have predicted that they had a lot of range. Sure. And I still think Dan Levy probably doesn't have a lot of range. Yeah, in I acting. think he was
0: himself in that show. Yeah, that yeah. was just
1: his. And if you ever see him in an interview like he is just kind of. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's, you know, a caricature in that show, but that's kind of his 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 personality. Um, but Annie Murphy is playing a, a role that is completely foreign to what Alexis Rose was to, to a point that, like, I keep forgetting that I know this actor because she yeah. just, like, looks different and, you know, and she's really, really good in it. Um, so I recommend it. Um, check it out. Uh, the only thing that's crass about it is its title, okay. weirdly. Uh, so you can probably handle it even if you're offended by bad language. Yeah. Uh, survivor season 42 started this week there is a byu student on it
0: yeah i've heard and i've heard he's like great
1: he's not embarrassing so far that's great i mean we're only one episode in but like he you know he he comes out he's 19 so he's really young yeah And he's like, I go to Brigham Young University, and I was like, Oh no, (laughs) this
0: is gonna be deeply. He he doesn't. You might not know this, but he's an ambassador now. Like he's an ambassador of our state. Anytime anyone's from our state, we're all like, "Ah."
1: Yeah, well, and there there are two. This is really fun. There are two people from Utah on this season. Oh no! There's way. like a a hippie. I I don't know if she's a hippie, but a woman from like Salt Lake City, and then he's from from BYU, okay. and we're very curious to see like if they end if up. If they, they
0: will probably have an argument, or something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. But so far he's he's really smart, and uh, he, he seems like a nice enough guy, and so like knock on wood, hopefully. Um. I don't think. I can't think of an example in Survivor when a Utah person was embarrassing.
0: Uh, did you like Tyson?
1: I didn't. He, Tyson's not my personal like flavor, but yeah. people love Tyson.
0: He's on the challenge now. Mm-hmm. He's like a big deal in yeah. the reality TV yeah universe. He does a podcast on the Ringer. Like mm-hmm. and people seem to really like him.
1: He's he's a big deal on Survivor. He's played like four times, and people love him because he's very funny.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, He's just—he's kind of like straight dude humor for me, so he's not quite my. Yeah, I'm shocked you don't like him. I know, um, but I don't dislike him either. Like he's—I yeah. he, he, could take him or leave him. But um, so, yeah, there was him, Nalia. Early on, she was like our first Utah representation, and she was like beloved. Um, cool. And and so like we've done a good job at like sending the right people to survive. Good,
0: <laughs> good. Keep it up, whoever's handling that at the Department of Tourism.
1: Yeah. Um, I just rewatched the most recent season of The Crown in preparation for the upcoming um, season. What are we on? Five? It's about to happen. Yeah.
0: Yes. Five or six, right? Five, yeah. Five?
1: And I'm very excited for that.
0: Um, okay. I've now mentioned this on every different podcast. Hi, Mind Does. So mm-hmm. let's just make it an even three. Um, I am reading The Palace Papers by mm-hmm. Tina Brown. Uh, she is a longtime journalist in the UK this is an eighteen-hour Audible book, and it is all about the royals from Diana's death to now. Oh, and the showrunners of The Crown have clearly read this book; like it is The Crown plus even more behind-the-scenes stuff. I am loving it
1: so much. I will check that out. It
0: is so good.
1: It's the 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 monarchy is such an odd thing for Americans because. I just especially with the, with the queen dying recently it just has made me realize it more and more like I don't care about any of this but I care about it a lot. Like it's I like I simultaneously I'm like what's the point of all of this but then I like can't get enough content around it.
0: Yeah, I mean I care about them the way I care about any figures in pop culture. Like to me they're you know, pop culture pop figures culture. having them be a part of the government I think would be really strange. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You know, and like religious figures like I I don't think I'll ever be able to fully comprehend what the monarchy means to British people because I'm so American in my core. Yeah, I would never line up to see a president who had died.
1: Yeah, like I I, I can understand their role in as much as it's like an an ambassador that helps raise awareness around issues and make people feel connected to their country and uh, around the world. But it just all the rest of it just starts to really fall apart for me. And I just I don't understand it. But anyway, um, I also started the U.S. and the Holocaust, Ken Burns docu- docuseries.
0: Oh, how's that?
1: It is eye opening um, because it, so the, the kind of the point of view of the documentary is what did people in the United States know about the Holocaust? What did? what did our landscape look like? And it kind of asks the question of basically like, were we better? How much better were we? Um, and it is very jaw dropping, at least for me watching kind of what conversation was looking like in the United States around like race and how we should treat people. Um, how much Nazi sympathizing was happening in the United States in broad daylight. And especially watching it in 2022 and seeing everything that we've dealt with in the last six years, it was kind of, it's kind of scary. Like, you're just like, oh, like we're seeing a lot of these same things happen again. Um,
0: Would you recommend watching it with tweens?
1: um, I'll tell you, we, Skylar and I have only watched the first episode um, and I think I would recommend watching that episode with tweens okay. i don't know how graphic and scary it's going to get though because episode one is like pre-world war ii like this is what it was like in the united states in the 20s and 30s and so yeah you want to watch it with your
0: i mean i watched schindler's list in fifth grade mm-hmm. you know pbs was running it and i think our teacher even sent home a note to parents that was like look we've been talking about the holocaust in school pbs is showing this i think it would be a good educational Mm -hmm. opportunity um so i'm wondering if it's in that same vein uh i I, like i trust ken burn i yes i'm wondering if i should watch it with my 10 year old
1: i I think um like i said i think I would watch the first episode with her, and okay. then but you might want to like preview okay. or, you know, get more insight on the on the rest of it. Because uh, when I say it, it's it's scary, I mean, from the perspective of like, oh, this is what like these are warning signs of a yeah. failing democracy. Um, it's not like scary images so far. It's, sure. You know, not so, how did that affect you watching Schindler's List as a kid?
0: I mean, I it didn't affect me as much as reading The Devil's Arithmetic. Okay. Um, did you ever read that book? Mm-hmm. It's a very um poignant YA book about a girl who is sent to a concentration camp um and watches everyone around her get sent to the ovens. I mean, it's a it's upsetting. Mm. I'm glad I read it, you know. I think that it was that was m- more Difficult than watching Schindler's List for me, but I think I'm more affected by reading than I am by visuals. Okay. I,
1: I've never so um I tried to watch it as a young teenager with my parents. Yeah. And I couldn't do it. And I Because it
0: was too upsetting. It was
1: too upsetting. Yeah. Like I was terrified of it. And I still to this day have never watched Schindler's List. I have started it multiple times and I'll get like Ten fifty minutes in, and I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to do this right now. I, I, I just like, it's like this weird boogeyman for me that I just like don't want to engage in. But I okay. really, I want to know it. But I don't know.
0: I mean, there's some criticism of the film that it's about Schindler, who is not actually Jewish. Yeah. Instead, but I, I, they do spend a lot of time on the victims of the Holocaust and the camps and how they function. I think, if nothing else, it's educational. Yeah. Do you know what else is really good? Mm. Mouse, the graphic novel Mouse, mm. um, which I read in college and is about the Holocaust. That I think when Ivy's a little older, I'll give her that to read for an understanding Understand. of as so well.
1: Um, I have been to Auschwitz uh, three times, and it's it's horrible. I yeah. really hate hated being there. But I I went um, the first time because I was like I want to go you know see this, and I just like felt like darkness for like days yeah, after. yeah that's just how i like felt at like the holocaust heavy, museum too yes yeah it, same and um and the reason why i went back is because i i ended up back in poland a couple of times over the next few years with people who had never been to it and so i'd be like i don't really want to go back to this again but like i really feel like you should see it so i'll go with you and that happened like a couple of times and like every time it was just like uh like yeah it's not i mean shocker it's not a fun place to go right Right. it's it just feels so heavy and dark and um there's no there's no shade there so it's just like the sun is beating down on you and you're just like in this oppressive kind of environment with all of this heaviness around you and it's it's awful awful place but um but like all of this to say like i do i do personally think it's important that we learn about this kind of thing i think the ken burns documentary is coming out at a really interesting time yeah and i do feel like an obligation to engage in that yeah and so it's not it's not an exciting and happy watch certainly but
0: where are you watching it um, is it on pbs
1: we i think i i think i had to rent it on amazon okay um there might be other ways i i googled where to watch and um, I think YouTube TV. You can watch it through YouTube TV. Oh sure, okay. Um, my parents are DVRing it, so it must be airing on PBS.
0: And there's only been one episode so far. Or you've only watched the first episode? No, I
1: I think it's all available. Well, actually, I don't know
0: because it feels like a show you should maybe do one a week.
1: Yeah, we're. I mean, we're not binging it. Yeah. So and and in fact, we broke up the first episode between like two nights. Yeah. Um. So I'm not sure how much is available now. All I know is I've only watched the first episode. Okay.
0: So. Interesting.
1: What have you been watching?
0: We watched Confess Fletch, which is a John Hamm movie that we rented on Amazon, and it is by far the most forgettable movie I have ever seen. Really? It is a nothing movie. It's not good, but it's not bad. It was just there. It was two hours of my life. Marcia Gay Harden is fun in it. That's the only really part why I was like— She's everywhere. She's like a character actor who you've heard the name, you've seen the face, but you've probably not put them together. She's in uh, what's the really boring Brad Pitt movie where he's an angel and you know he gets hit by the car and he's bouncing back and forth between the car a bunch of times in the beginning. Meet Joe Black.
1: Oh, Meet Joe Black. She's
0: uh, the hot girl sister oh, in Meet Joe Black. Yeah. She's in like Julia, Mona Lisa Smiles. Um, she's always around and she's always given like these kind of like staunchy parts and in this she's like a flamboyant italian widow and that was kind of Mm. fun i love john ham he was so boring in this really yeah there was just not really anything going on so that was disappointing we finished arrested development the first three seasons and now we're watching season four okay and like you said it's been recut uh paul rust recut it he re-edited it and i'm enjoying it a lot more it is hard for me to see portia Portia, I I just see that and I'm like, this is an unwell person who did crazy things to her face, and I like it makes me uncomfortable. I don't know
1: about this. What what do you mean?
0: I mean to go from the end of season three and then have her appear like the next ten, day, ten, day, and ten with years a completely later different face. Yeah. I'm like, blah, blah, like it, it's weird. And I saw a TikTok.
1: You sent this to me. I was just gonna ask about okay. it. Okay. Yeah.
0: And Like, who knows? It's TikTok. But yeah. this person who made it said her friend was in production and they all had a terrible time on this because mm-hmm. the director. Mitch season Karowitz, four specifically. Yeah. Season four and five. He was like, "Um, we, you all owe me your careers. I know you all have like bigger stuff going on, but you got your start because of me. And I demand that you be here. And Portia was the holdout. Portia mm-hmm. was like, I'm not doing this. I don't want to do this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Portia shows up the last day of filming. After they've already shot everything. So they have to do like a bunch of reshoots. They had her for like two days total. And you can tell when you're watching it, there's like green screen. Porsche's like always kind of like out of place in certain ways. Really? It's very weird. Yeah. All that said, I am enjoying it. It's actually like pretty funny. Okay. Um, we the Bachelorette ended. There was a five hour finale, which was a disaster. What? Yeah. But it was great. It was very dramatic. Um, garbage men. Just garbage men. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it was a spectacle. Irene and I talked about that on the bonus episodes, which, reminder, you can subscribe to through the show notes. Uh, just a complete train wreck of a season. I don't know what that show is going to do because mm-hmm. it is spiraling and losing viewers. And I don't know if it has much of a future. Um, and mm. then Real Housewives starts next week. <gasps> What's going to happen? It's going to be so good. I was actually just on CityCast talking about the trailer. It is jaw droppingly good. Like, I, the trailer alone it. deserves an Academy Award. What, what
1: happens in it?
0: Everything. Everyone's fighting. Everyone's mad. Genshaw's going to prison. Like, it is <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. So good. I can't wait. Emily and I will obviously be talking about that. We're going to be a little late because we're both out of town until Sunday, but we'll talk about it Sunday night and record it early the next week.
1: Did, did you say they're trying to cram in a season four before she goes to prison?
0: I didn't say that, but someone oh. else might have said that.
1: Oh, maybe it was Emily. I heard somebody say that they I wouldn't be surprised. they were like trying to cram in as much filming as they can
0: right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're probably still actively filming. And then we've been, I, we're still watching House of Dragons. Yeah. I'm lukewarm. Oh, okay. It's feeling to me more and more like I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons really yeah like it's just a little bit like mm, this is like uh maybe a little monty python-esque at times like the search for the holy grail like like turn it a couple notches to the left and we're in like comedy territory like it's so like medieval okay in its <laughs> in its existence that i'm kind of like i don't know how much longer i can do this but i'll finish the season interesting um and then we watched a league of their own yeah. Or a few episodes of it.
1: I think I made it three episodes. I think
0: I did four. Okay. And I didn't really have an interest to keep going.
1: I don't know. what And it, I couldn't tell if my main issue was just that, like, I've seen the movie, right? And I, I started watching the series and I was like, well, now I just have to, like, watch kind of the same story play out but it's going to take a lot longer and Tom and s- Hanks isn't there And Tom Hanks is there And Rosie there. O'Donnell and Rosie- Madonna are Madonna there. like all the people that I was like so excited so I I I started from a place of like kind of disinterest I I love the movie
0: The movie's great. The movie is the movie's great. The movie is an
1: all-timer. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good. I know it's not a perfect film. It has its problems, but like the performances are really good in it. Um I, I- you know, I'm like all in on this team and I like excited for them to play and do well. And, and I don't know, the series started and I was just like, you, you can't help, but be like, is that the Rosie O'Donnell character? Is that the right, Madonna character? Right. Well, it's too bad. It's not just Madonna.
0: You know? I know. It's like, where are they busy? Can we get them? Um, here's my opinion. Mm-hmm. You can do a remake. You have two options. One, you have to pick a really bad property, something that totally flopped and no one liked, and remake it into something good, okay. right? Like Airplane was like a total garbage movie that someone picked up and turned into something hilarious. Wait, what? Yeah, Airplane.
1: Ooh, tell me about that. What are Airplane you
0: about? was like an actual movie, like a like a drama that someone it was. Made. Yeah, and then the writers of Airplane saw it and they're like, "Let's do our own version of this," and made airplane
1: i love that movie
0: airplane is so funny so
1: skylar and i watched it during our deepest darkest despair during early pandemic yeah and it like cheered me up for days
0: (laughs) steven showed it to ivy Mm -hmm. who is very literal Mm -hmm. and so she'd be like what does he mean he has a drinking problem like she like like, (laughs) did not get the jokes you know
1: she would like the the drama more yeah exactly
0: but the part where the autopilot pops up (laughs) stan lost his mind he thought that was the funniest thing he'd ever seen (laughs) Uh, a great movie so you can do that take like a real stinker and turn it into something good or you wait a generation like there's the oceans 11 that was like the rat pack right Then you wait until Gen X is in charge. You skip over the boomers, and then you make the next Ocean's Eleven. The problem with uh, a league of their own is that we millennials remember the first one and love the first one. And so this one feels too soon for us. We have too much attachment to the first one. Mm -hmm. Also, Abby Jacobson is funny She's really funny in Broad City, and she's not funny in this. And I'm like, why would you take this really funny person and not give her funny things to do? Hmm.
1: She, I, I love her. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm testing your theory in my, in my head. I mean, I'm thinking of like famous remakes that did well, like The Parent Trap, which was a 30 year gap between the two.
0: At least 30, right?
1: Si- 60s and 90s. Yeah. Maybe it was a little more than 30. Both, both beloved films, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't know, but, oh, I don't know. Was anybody actually calling for a remake of league of their own? I like the idea of saying, okay, there were a bunch of stories that the movie didn't explore. Like what was happening with the black players who were trying to engage that make that the story. Like we don't need to see the story again about the white ladies. That's exactly
0: what I was going to say. The only storyline I care about in this is the black Baseball player, and what's going on in her life. I do think that lesbians deserve more shows and Mm -hmm. more content. I think that they're one of the most underrepresented demographics currently. I just don't think it should be in a property that people are already familiar with. Like, give them a news story, give them a fun story. And this is very much like a queer show about women who are attracted to each other, but it just feels like it's set up for failure since they're using the same title as a beloved movie. Yeah. You know, like, why did they have to call this a league of their own? Mm -hmm. Make it about the same thing. Give it a new title. Introduce new stories. And I think people would be more receptive because I was very much like you. Like, where's Madonna? Mm -hmm. Where's Rosie O'Donnell? Where is Gina Davis? Who, like, I don't even really care about, but she was great in it, you know? Yeah. So would you finish the season?
1: I don't think so. Um, And the thing is, like, I know people who are loving this, like Jolynn. um, Does she love it? She loves it. Yeah. And it's, like, really resonating with her. And. And it's not like I watched it and I was like, this is bad. This is poorly made. I I don't feel that way. I'm just disinterested.
0: It feels very much like shows I've seen before in the way it's filmed and the way they talk. Like, it feels like any show that's about that era. And I just maybe feel like that year is a little played out. A
1: little getting old. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't think I'm interested in finishing. I didn't not enjoy watching it. Yeah. But it's, like, there's just too much other content yeah. I want to consume, you yeah. know?
1: Speaking of, I forgot to mention two things. Oh, what? One, Great British Baking Show is back.
0: Oh, just, just.
1: Yes. Are you caught up? Of course. Well, I think there's, there's only a new one episode, episode. today.
0: Um, what's his face? Lost a lot of weight.
1: Yeah, he got real skinny Yeah, was... and I'm
0: kind of worried.
1: Well, I saw an, a headline that was like, how did he, so-and-so says how he lost the weight, but I didn't click on it. Okay, but so it he's sounded... not, like, sick. No, it sounded like a... I tried this new diet kind of Uh-oh. thing, like a positive thing. I hope. Okay. I'll click on the headline. Next Will you time let me know? And I'll <laughs> let you know. Um, anyway, delightful as always. So
0: great. Love the show. Warm blanket.
1: Um, warm blanket and the final season of The Good Fight premiered.
0: Oh, how is it?
1: Um, there, it's time to be done. Okay. Um, I, I think it's good. Uh, they've run out of things to do with Diane. Okay. With K- Christine Bransky. like they have just they have been writing that character for 16 years now yeah, yeah. and they just, they have run out of things. And so like episode one started, I'm like, we've seen Diane go through this. Um, I think they should have ended last season, Okay, uh, but I'm excited to see it continue. And um, what's his name? Who plays? He's a uh, Eli gold in the show. Um oh, Alan Alan Cumming, Cumming yeah. is back for the final oh, season. Oh, I love him. Everybody loves it. And he yeah. was, he was like maybe the most favorite character of the show. Well, Alan Cumming and the, the, uh, his daughter in the show are, like, kind of, like, the two favorites. Yeah. And so—and she's been in the good fight the whole time, and she's still a favorite. And so now he's back, and the two of them are, like, teaming up together to, like, take on a case and, you know, whatever else. Okay. And um and for those interested, we finally got an update on Alicia and Peter Florrick because they've, like—they never mentioned them in the good fight at all.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, I think that she was a tough person to work with, because she didn't—she got in yeah. that— feud with what's-her-face and they like yeah. didn't even they wouldn't even be in the same scenes together
1: yeah there there are all kinds of um rumors about that and like green screen shot with a
0: yeah L- yeah
1: Lorinda or whatever um no but so the good fight never mentions those characters and i'm always like are they still around town because like he was like the governor you know whatever yeah. and alan coming uh on this first episode just like very quickly is like oh yeah peter's back in prison and alicia lives in new york now <laughs> Like,
0: that's it. Amazing. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Amazing. <laughs> All right. um, do anyway, you want to see Don't sorry. Worry Darling for next week? <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can watch it. <laughs> well, if you can't, we'll do what we did with House of Dragons where I talk at you for 30 minutes.
1: I will do my best. When are you going to go see it? <sighs> I do you want me to come with you?
0: Yeah, you want to go Monday night?
1: I think I could do that.
0: Okay, we could probably talk about this off the air. <laughs> okay. Um. We, I mean, a new story broke today. This is, st- like, we are still getting news about this, The okay. Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh got in a screaming match on set, and Florence told Warner Brothers she wasn't going to do promotion for the film because she was so sick of Olivia Wilde. Like, wow. I have to see this movie.
1: Wow. I know. Did did Olivia Wilde have a reputation for being difficult to work with before this?
0: No, no. The problem is... I mean, how long do you want me to talk about this? You can listen. I listen
1: to to you and Emily talk about it. So
0: if anyone hasn't, if you need some context, there's a 90 minute episode where we talk about it. But I think part of the problem is that Olivia was friends with Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. And then, or sorry, Florence was. Florence was was
1: friends with Jason Sudeikis. Who was was with with Olivia Wilde, but
0: then blew up her life to be with Harry Styles. And Olivia and Harry would just like disappear for days on end. you know, and that's a little frustrating when you're an actor needing a director. I'll admit my bias is team flow, so sure. I, there's two sides to every story. I got to see this movie, though.
1: I just, yeah, uh, sure. Okay. Um, I, she has not aged, by the way, because she was in House 20 years ago. Oh, she looks great. She ha- she looks identical to how she looked 20 years ago. Yeah,
0: and it's the way she looked in the OC. Did you see her on the OC? Oh, she was
1: on the OC. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I knew her from House. That, that was when I was introduced. <sighs>
0: be a disaster and i can't wait we'll be back to talk about it remember to subscribe to to subscribe to our bonus episodes we were having fun you and i are going to talk about hamlet in two weeks so you better start it now (laughs) okay Um, We've been doing... We're going to start doing the pop culture pop-ins on there when Housewives is on. We're doing Love Island. We've been doing The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. We had three people listen to our last episode about Oscar winners. Hopefully we can up those numbers (laughs) once we get past the 50s. I watched that entire movie for three people to listen? I hope you three people (laughs) loved it. Um, Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week.